Welcome, welcome, and welcome to the Around the Dapper Sports Podcast. I am Kai Glinsick. We have, well, like I always say, a lot to cover, but it's true. We have a lot to cover. And actually, in the future, we probably won't have as much to cover. I'll probably be doing, like, deeper dives. Maybe I'll talk a little bit about myself. Tell you the story of me as a child growing into a man. Now, maybe. I don't know. If somebody wants that out there, hit me up in my DMs. We can talk about it. I'll tell you about growing up in the Shire and how I put the ring back in, uh, what was that place called? Mordor, right? Yeah, Mordor, that's where the ring went. Alright, well, let's get back to the show. Hi, I'm Kai Glinsick, and welcome to the Around the Dapper Sports Podcast. And yeah, we do have a good amount to cover today. We're going to cover briefly on the UFC Strike, uh, the segment that I like to just, you know, quickly dive into and just get you up to date. Um, we'll do that real quick. We'll talk about the market like we usually do. And then, you know, we have the same um, same format. You know, we're going to be talking, uh, get you caught up on the latest drops, the latest challenges. And then we'll talk about the Super Bowl and get you caught up on the latest injuries and stats in the NBA, especially with the All-Star game coming. And actually, just a couple hours ago, we found out that James Harden wasn't going to be in the Super Bowl, or not the Super Bowl, in the All-Star game. So we'll talk about that. And we'll talk about the drop that we had today, the Rising Stars drop with... Uh, NBA top shot so a lot to talk about Uh, I'm glad you're here thank you for coming just real quick want to give a shout out to some people that I've met on Twitter who have you know reached out to me or have liked or retweeted some of my things Uh, the D in Cleve right the D in Cleveland not the D come on now let's keep it clean the D in Cleve you know he just reached didn't even reach out he just liked some of my stuff retweeted it it helped a lot hit him up with the moment you know that's what i'm trying to do create like a real base of fans and just people that deserve it you know i'll run contests in the future but for right now it's kind of nice just to see how it naturally progresses so i want to shout out the dean cleveland uh, congratulations on jared allen being named which we'll cover in a little bit to the all-star game and also swish edition uh which is a great name uh, i got to talk to him a little bit about, you know, what's brought me here, why I started doing it, um, little things like that. And I hooked him up with a moment. He actually sent me one back. So that was sweet. Thank you, Swish Edition. And yeah, thank you all for coming to the show. And let's get into it. The UFC Strike. And we're going to call this segment The Jab because it's quick. And, you know, I just want to get you set up. So UFC Strike, this segment, I'm going to call it The Jab. Alright, I'm gonna get that sound effect though. I'm gonna get the hit sound effect. You know, I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna make the big bucks someday. I'm gonna get that because my sound effect was not good. <laughs> we're gonna call this one the jab. Uh, just because it's quick. The UFC jab. Uh, we're gonna hit, you know, just the basics right now. And to start off on Friday, during the NFL all day drop, there was a stress test for the UFC strike. Now, I have a I feel like I have a lockdown on the things that I can see. Um but I didn't see much for the UFC strike. Now, I will admit that I wasn't in that Discord at the time. So, of course, you know, I didn't scour everything. But usually I see it, you know, pop up in Twitter or pop up on Reddit. Didn't see much. And, yeah, 5,000 uh, were dropped during Friday, during the NFL All Day drop. It didn't seem like many were there. And this is not a bad thing. I just think they kind of did it, you know, randomly. At least to, you know, my knowing. Um, I entered that queue. You know, 5,000 was the cutoff. 
I was like 7,000, so like I was watching those numbers go down, and I'm, I wasn't 7,000 like going in, I was about 2,000 back of the drop. Um, then it paused, and I was like thinking, oh, maybe I will get one, because that kind of happened in NFL all day this week. Didn't end up getting one, and, and that's okay, um, I'm gonna try again with the next drop. Now, if you remember, this drop was supposed to be held on February 7th. The market was supposed to open as well on February 7th. But because of that drop where they didn't have enough of a certain uh, rarity in their packs, they they wanted to make sure they got everything right. They had some feedback from people who participated in the drop uh, about their packs, about being able to see the moments before they opened the packs, and they said, okay, we're going to push this back. So they pushed it back to February 15th. So you will be getting the end of series zero so there will be 30,000 packs fully loaded for sale um and that will be it for the end of series zero uh, it's done so this is the initial set try to get in there tomorrow tell your friends or don't i remember in when nba top shot opened i had a friend who was just collecting these moments and i was like dude you never thought of giving me the link and he's like no, man, I was doing really good on NBA Top Shot. So, you know, if you don't want to tell anyone, that's that's your thing. I'm telling you, though. It's going to be at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Again, 30,000 fully loaded pack drops for sale. Then we're in the Series 1. So in Series 1, Dapper had said, you know, with UFC Strike, you're going to get new moments, obviously. But they're going to be featured from the past and present, which is pretty cool. They promised more athlete integration and partnerships and benefits for UFC strike moment holders. So, one more time, uh, February 15th, 11 a.m. Pacific time, 30,000 packs, the end of series zero. And that finishes it off with the jab. Now let's go take it into the market. So we will hit up the market real quick today because again, like I said, we have a lot to cover. So some of the moments that you know I saw go up, of course, Ben Simmons uh, being signed by the Nets now that he's going to play. Saw a lot of rise in his moments, uh, especially one of his Holo Icons um, Series 2 moments. I believe that one is a reward. We saw that one jump up about 50%. We saw uh, another person go up right now is Dame Lillard. And, and I think, you know, Dame Lillard's moments might keep going up because he's not going to be back for the rest of the year. I'm pretty sure. So with him being out and Portland packing it up, you know, that means you're going to have a limited amount of moments this year, especially when it comes to, you know, S2 having the rares, and I don't believe there's any rares out for S3 out of Dame Lillard. I could be wrong, so don't hold me to that. Um, kind of like last week when I said, is Rajon Rondo's moment went up. That's probably because there's not a lot of moments, and it's like, no, dude, he's still playing. It was for a challenge, and I just didn't read that fine print. So, Rajon Rondo... I know you're probably listening. I'm sorry, man. Give me a call. We can work this out. We also saw Dwight Howard's moment uh, in Deck the Hoops go up about 39%, sitting at now around $2,059. So, when we look at the down moments right now, again, sorry, Rajon Rondo. That was for a challenge. His moment is down now at 25%. We also saw Tyrese Halliburton go down. 
um, he's went down about 22%. And that's kind of speculation, you know, when he gets moved, I think we've seen this before where the market spikes because somebody gets traded or a rookie gets traded. And it's like, well, that he got traded, that's fine, but the levels will come back down. So sometimes it's good, in my opinion, just not to participate in that kind of stuff. You know, right now we haven't seen trades and stuff like super impact the market uh, as far as I remember. Wrong, and you're like, no, dude, you're wrong. This one hasn't gone down. It's cool. Hit me up on my Twitter, around the Dapper Sports Pod. Be like, hey man, get in my DMs. This one hasn't gone down. Or hit me up on my Gmail, around the Dapper Sports Pod at gmail.com. Uh, I set that one up. Metallic FE up 8%. And we'll take a look more about the, the sets that went down. We had the game recognized game. That moment has down about 20% or 15% down to 490 for that entire set. Um, we're going to be talking about that a little later. So I'm just going to leave that there. Also, the Archive set down 7% as well. When it comes to UFC Strike or NFL All Day, don't really gotta worry about the market right now because guess what, there is none. But guess what will be coming? A market, and especially tomorrow for UFC Strike. So we'll be filling that in as we go along. Now we've caught you up in the market. Let's take a look at NBA Top Shot and NFL All Day and get you caught up with what you might have missed in the last couple of days. So when we take a look and get you caught up on NBA Top Shot from this you know, last couple of days, we had some cool challenges. We had the Stuffing Our Stats Challenge. Uh, and, and this one was for a Julius Randle Metallic Silver FE moment. Grab the player with the most impressive single game production and get rewarded with a Julius Randle Metallic Silver FE moment. So to grab that moment, you had to create a challenge entry uh, featuring the top five players who racked up the most combined points, rebounds, assists, blocks, and steals in a single game from February 11th to February 13th. Now that is done. That challenge is no longer. I know we had, um, you know, I think that was pretty competitive or pretty filled out challenge. And then we had another one that was going on for the entire week. Uh, this one was for the Jason Tatum Metallic Silver FE moment. So that one, you had to kind of pay attention, I mean, a little bit over the course of the week, um, picking up specific stat leaders from the days. So, for instance, to grab this moment, you needed to create a challenge entry featuring somebody who is the leader in points on Monday and Tuesday, the assist leaders on Wednesday and Thursday, and the rebound leaders on Friday and Saturday. Now, the last day, Sunday, you had to grab the three-pointers made leader. So, all of those moments you had to collect, I think I saw like the lowest moment going for like $14, $15, if I, if I assume correctly. Um, and that one is all done as well. That was for the Jason Tatum Metallic Silver FE moment. So, I didn't get any of those done. Was kind of busy this weekend, um, but not a huge, you know, big fan of either of them. But I believe the completion rate was pretty high. They seemed pretty attainable in most places um, to get these two moments. And to wrap up the, you know, to catch you up on the NBA top shot, the KD starter pack challenge is done. Yeah, done. I looked there today and I was like, oh, that still should be going. Nope, completely done. So the KD starter pack is no more. Finito, until we have another one with a different player that's on here for another month to get new people. I have no idea how many completed that. Uh, but I have on my list to look that up and to bring it to my next podcast. So I will do that. 
So now that we got you caught up with NBA Top Shot and what happened in the last couple days, we'll get you caught up in what happened in NFL all day. Now, we saw on Friday a pack drop of, I believe it was 45,000 people, and I was outside of the line, I was like 48,000, and then somehow I made it in. I, I pushed myself through it. It was like running a marathon, I thought. Um, Obviously it wasn't. I was just eating mac and cheese basically the whole time. Uh, it was the Pro Bowl pack. So in this Pro Bowl pack, you were eligible to get, well, you were going to get uh, one Pro Bowler from the AFC, one Pro Bowler from the NFC, and a top rookie. So for a, you know, instance, I had Aaron Donald. Um, I'm forgetting what my other one was, but then my rookie was Mac Jones. So really good pack, honestly. Like I, I had no problem with this. It kind of felt like anybody I was gonna get in this pack was going to be uh, a really good player or a player with a good upside, especially when you know there's any one good rookie. Mine happened to be Mac Jones. Uh, so yes, there were $59. There were 45,000 of them. The line went great. There were like a couple times where they stopped, where they had like some minor difficulties, but it was like a 10-minute break, I think, at one point. Uh, otherwise, everything went smooth. The pack opening went, in my case, absolutely smooth. Um, I can tell every time I'm opening a pack every week, at least in my instance, they're getting better. The music is playing, the moments are opening faster, um, I don't have to you know, go out and then go back in to see my moments. You can tell that they're really trying to fix this NFL all day product. And I gotta you know, just be 100% honest, you better, it's the NFL, and I think the NFL is looking at things that NBA Top Shot's done, or maybe, and this is just speculation, but it seems to me that, you know, they started off with these moments not really popping out right away and it kind of, you know, having no sound or whatnot. And it's gotten significantly better with, you know, I'm not saying it was terrible in the beginning, but the packs opening and getting them in like the release of the moments um, has been very, you know, flawless. And you can tell that they're working on the design of how the NFTs open, how you go to the next NFT, and and just, you know, like the whole spinning thing that they do with the NBA Top Shot moments. So, great pack drop. And in these moments, uh, or in these pack drops, you had a chance to get you know, a Patrick Mahomes was in this pack, uh, slinging a no-look sidearm pass week 17. You had a Jamar Chase uh, pulling in a deep ball for his first career TD. That's the one I really wanted. That was in week one. Do you remember when we... when? Jamar Chase said that he was having trouble seeing the ball and then everyone thought he might be a bust. Think about that now. All right, Cooper Cup was another moment reeling in a pass over the middle for one of his two TDs in week 15. We had my boy who does the, uh, the Dougie, I was gonna say, the the nitty gritty, what is it called? The, the gritty? Yeah, there we go. Uh, Justin Jefferson hauling in a TD in the back of the corner of the end zone of week 15. We had Tom, Brady breaking the completion record in week 15, which, uh, you know, I just realizing that now I wish I'd gotten a Tom Brady because that would be a pretty cool moment to have, especially if he's going to stay retired. Aaron McDonald stuffing the play and jarring the bar loose in week th 13. And we'll talk about a retirement potentially for him uh, coming up a little later. Mac Jones connecting for his first TD pass in week one. Nick Bosa corralling the QB from behind and forcing a fumble in week 15. And then a TJ Watt uh, record setting single sack record in week 15 so really good moments in these ones really you know you know besides like the justin jefferson one you know just a random you know touchdown a lot of these guys had either a 
a moment where it was their first, you know, like Mac Jones throwing his first TD, Jamar Chase catching his first touchdown, or it was something like, you know, TJ Watt setting the sack record in week 15, or Tom Brady breaking, you know, the completion yards um, record. So it was a great pack. And I saw some speculation that people were like, you're not gonna get such a great uh, investment return on this or, you know, and it's like, I never believe any of that stuff I see right away that much. Anyway, you know, always look at the sources and how credible it is and how much experience they have, maybe an NBA Top Shot or other NFTs. Just do your research. Um, I really like these ones. Uh, it was probably one of my favorite packs that they've had so far. Can't wait for the Super Bowl pack, uh, presumably coming out next week. Now, I got you all caught up on what has happened. Let's break some things down. And to start out, let's go to the NBA and NBA Top Shot, where we, you know, take care of some controversy. breakdown and we're gonna start first with NBA Top Shot and then we'll transition into the NBA League itself but first let's talk about it it was the Rising Stars pack drop now I just want to say some people were like the all-star pack no it's like no it's the Rising Stars pack um, different so I think this week we're gonna see you know Rising Stars maybe we'll see another Rising Stars pack drop and then either you know next week I'm guessing later on we'll see an all-star batch of you know all-star pack drop so some people i i was reading around and they were like well why is there a rising stars one and why is there an all-star one well there's two games there's the rising star game and then you know obviously there's the all-star game a lot of people don't put much weight into the rising star game i do i'm a huge nba fan but people who are just like into nfts i can tell there's like a disconnect where they're like why would i want rising stars don't i just want all-stars well personally if you're a big nba fan the Rising Star ones are kind of cool. Now, I do agree that there might be a little bit of overlap with the stars and you know, Rising Stars, but then there's some value. Like, it'd be cool to have a rookie moment. Like, I pulled um, uh, a Singoon, right? The Houston Rockets. Double badge, good serial number, and it's a Rising Star, and it's his rookie year, you know? That's pretty cool. But I can see how some people are like, why don't you just put some Rising Stars in the All-Star packs? And yeah. That's another reason why I think we're still seeing things labeled as in beta, because I don't even think sometimes Top Shot knows what people are going to get into. You know, they need to also raise their base of people who really love the NBA. And there are, I think, people who aren't maybe even casual fans in um, NBA Top Shot. And they don't really have an interest in the Rising Star. They're like, OK, the Rising Star is cool, but I want to know who the All Stars you know, are. I want to see LeBron. I want to see you know, Kevin Durant, who's out, but you know what I'm saying. So this week, Rising Stars, I'm guessing there's going to be another batch of uh, Rising Stars. And then after that, I believe we will see the All-Star pack drop. Um, so we'll see how this does. I kind of got into the same thing last year. I thought Rising Stars was the drop. I also thought Seeing Stars was like the main one. We'll talk about that. That's that controversy. But let's talk about the drop now. The drop itself, it had common base three series moments with edition size running from 4,000 to 60,000. Uh, it also obviously had the Rising Star set featuring the NBA's top rookies and sophomores, each limited to just 17,500. Then there were, you know, you had your chance at the rare, 
metallic gold LE, another flagship rare set, and then uh, each of those being labeled to or numbered to 749. Then you have the legendary. Each of those, the Holo Icon legendaries, all of those being uh, lay, numbered to just 99. So there's only 909 of those in existence. I think I saw somebody who's kind of big in the community. Um, follow him if you don't. He's a funny guy. Um, Pack Rip Mahomans, right? Yeah, I think that's what it was. He uh, got his first legendary. I was like, I'm even a little embarrassed to share it. And it's like, yeah, it's kind of weird. Like when you get a legendary moment, it's like, I mean, he has a big following. I'm sure nobody speculated. I'm sure actually some people did, but it's not like a huge following where it's like he's in it. It's like, no, I think he has really um, dug in to NBA Top Shot and he is like a core fan of this. So it's cool to see some of the core fans that have been in it so long who have never pulled some of these cool moments get one. So congratulations to him. Uh, congratulations to anybody who got that. And so there were two types of drops. There was the uh, uh, the elite drop, and then there was the standard drop. Now the elite drop, you had to have a collector score over 9,500. You could get, you know, each. You could get more packs based on how high your collector score was. So if you had a 9,500, you get one pack. You had, you know, 22,500, you got two packs. 45,000, you could get three packs. If you had a 90,000 collector score or more, you could get four. In that drop, there was a number of packs of 22,500. Again, those ones sold for $49, and in those packs, they got five moments, and they were guaranteed um, you know, one, obviously, rising star moment. So, then we went and took a look at the standard. The standard, there was no you know, entry collector score gatekeeping. Anybody could get one, but it was, you know, determined on how high your collector score was. And I thought that was cool. A lot of people were excited about that. You know, those packs were $19 each. There were 175,000 of those packs. And again, these ones only had four moments, but you had the same moments that could be in there. So that's like a common LE, a rare or a legendary. And again, the higher collector score, the more packs you were able to buy very similar to the elite uh, pack so for example if you had a 1000 collector score you could get three packs uh, if you had a zero collector score though you could still you know grab two and then if you had a, a 5000 or more collector score you could grab up to five packs um, again 175,000 of them uh, they all sold out and you got four packs now, the moments that were in these, and I'll just go over there uh, these real quick because there are some other things that we need to get to. Uh, here are the Holo Icons. So, Holo Icon, out of 99, uh, you had John Collins with this huge dunk. Um, I don't know if you remember, it was like a couple weeks ago. Trey Young slipping through a double team. You had an Evan Mobley uh, moment, you know, out of 99. So, that's going to be very valuable as he's still on the pace for Rookie of the Year. Kevin Porter Jr., that's the uh, out of 99 where he's calling game. Jalen Green had a moment out of actually 98 on that one. And then uh, Deontay Murray uh, had one with 99 as well. Metallic Gold, LE, those ones are out of 747, give or take. Now, Kelly Oubre Jr. had one. Uh, his was 742, numbered out of Terrence Mann, throwing down in transition. His was out of 747. 
Jimmy Butler had one with 748 mints. Tyler Hero had one with 749. Seth Curry with 746 mints. And then we had a Kyle Kuzma at 749 as well. When it comes to the rising stars, we saw Isaac Okoro uh, with a block. He had one out of you know 17,500 around. We had the Alfred Sangoon, Chris Duarte pulling up from deep, a Franz Wagner, uh, a Tyrese Maxey, a Tyrese Halliburton, and a Precious Achura. And then we had a collection of moments from you know Gordon Hayward. Uh, there was a Blake Griffin uh, fadeaway, Clint Capella, Cam Reddish. Uh, sets that were just base sets. So those are the things that were inside of the packs. But now kind of comes into the controversy. So in the controversy, people were airdrapped these packs um, on Monday. And it was according to what sets you're collecting. So three packs of the elite for the both holos. So holo MMMX, and then the Holo Icon Series 2, you got three Elite Packs. And then you'd get one Elite Pack if you had a full set of the MGLE Series 1, MGLE Series 2, if you had the complete Rising Stars Series 2, and if you had the complete series of the 2021 All-Stars Series 2. Then, when it came to getting rewarded of like the Standard Packs, you got one pack for every complete set of like so if you get get one pack for the base set series one just owning that if you own the base set series two you got one pack if you own seeing stars you got one pack and if you owned the gift you got one pack now here is where that controversy lies there are a lot of people talking about okay so I pay a lot of money for the Seeing Stars. It is costs more than the gift. Why should the gift be getting rewarded? A, I've never been the type of person to be like, okay, how come they're getting rewarded and I'm getting rewarded? They should not be getting rewarded. I get that. And there, you know, maybe I'm missing another set uh, that people are holding and they're like, you know, hustle and flow or that costs more than the gift. But here is my rationing of that. They've never really done anything with the gift. And it kind of was just sitting there at a low number. You know, 500. And there were certain people that went for it and were like, this is the only one I can afford. I'm going to do that. The gift's not getting... Owning the gift and not getting rewarded for it doesn't make to people much sense to go and buy because they haven't seen any rewards from it. But... That doesn't mean it was never going to get rewarded. So, in my thinking of the situation, it is, well, the gift just never had that bump yet. Who knows? Just because they've already, you know, rewarded the seeing stars with this or that. The seeing stars, that could just be meaning that it is overvalued. That's what a market is. That's what I'm realizing. It's like, okay, well, the seeing stars, yeah, you you had it. That's great. Um but you might have still paid too much for it. People might have overvalued thinking it. And that's not going to change based on some of the, you know, things they have set up for Top, top Shot. And that to me is why they are in beta. Now, when they pull off that beta sticker or that beta part of Top Shot, I believe that's when we're going to see them not really 
uh, they're gonna listen to their fan base, but they're gonna be it's gonna be a lot more. Hey, this is the this is the draw because in the end of the day, Top Shot still is a gamble. Buying, collecting cards is still a gamble. So when you notice things go down or things are too low, that's when you should pick them up. That's why when you see you know some of these challenges get flipped, okay, there's a reason you know that people completed them and then flipped them for money. But that doesn't mean that they're going to go back up sometime and be worth even more than what they were when you, you know, you got the challenge reward and you flipped it. That's just how these markets, that's how markets work. And I think some people are confusing this for, okay, I bought this so I get a reward, but that's not going to be the case, you know, in the future. Yes, they will figure something out so people... Um, get rewarded for probably owning more moments that are, um, you know, I, I'm not thinking of a good word, more moments that are, you know, solid in their price or have stayed above a certain mark. Yes. But Seeing Stars has been a set that has been discontinued. You could say that maybe in the future they should give you more for owning that one and maybe they still will. And that is the great reason that they still have beta in there. And I think some people go, beta is a way for them to go out, but it's also a way for them to do a better job at rewarding you and to figure out how they should reward these sets. Seeing Stars is a discontinued set. What if now they realize this and you sold your Seeing Stars because you were mad, somebody picked it up for cheaper and they're about to reward the next people for you know the Seeing Stars. What if the gift which only costs, you know, $490, but people are now starting to, you know, I got a pack and then people sell it because they're like, oh, I got my pack. But what if in the next drop, if you had owned it, they're gonna give you three elite packs? Like, I don't know these things, right? But that is why the beta is still up there. And that is why I think it's very important to be like, okay, that, that beta just doesn't mean that I, I'm gonna get screwed over and this is a sticker for them to say it. Beta's also there so they can realize how they should reward people properly, and that's why uh, I'm still, when I see these things, it's like, okay, they're trying to figure it out. And hey, guess what? I had the gift. I'm not saying that I, sh this is okay because I had the gift. I thought about that a while ago when it was super low. I was like, well, that's the only one that hasn't been rewarded. Now, remember, the gift is also the set that they dropped these moments to people who, you know, were like early adapters. They just airdropped them. It makes sense that an airdropped collection is going to get rewarded at some point because it kind of was dropped weird. It makes sense for people to go out and get it. It's a weird set. It's, it's going to be there for some reason. I think most sets are going to be there for some reason. It's about kind of riding that roller coaster. Um, finding the next new sets. A good person to follow on Twitter about this is a guy, uh, his Twitter handle is John Boy Beats. His name is John Jackson. And um, I've been following him for probably like six months or so. I, I can't really remember. He, he is somebody who, in layman's terms, breaks it down. He's not pumping anything. He's showing you why the market moves, why it does. Follow him. He will help you out on this thing. Um, and now I'm going to throw out one that I I was like, yeah, this one makes sense too. You just saw the game recognized game moments come out. That is Kevin Durant's collection of moments. It has been dropping since you know, five days ago. 
I'm not suggesting that this is going to happen, but to me, and I think John Jackson, I don't want to speak for him, but he, he made some comments about it earlier. Do, do you think that the first ever hand-picked collection, especially from Kevin Durant, who is super invested in Top Shot, do you think down the way that that is going to be a very important set in Top Shot? Right now, you can buy it all for about 420 on the market. Just something to think about. Let's move now to the NBA League news. Again, I'll say his name one more time. It's John Boy Beats. Go check him out. His name is John Jackson. He has great information. He has about 11K followers. It should be more, though. This man is very smart. Uh, follow him. He's a smart guy. He's not pumping things. He's just, I think he's trying to teach the community about markets. And that is valuable when you're in something like Top Shot or in something like NFTs. All right, let's go to the NBA. All right, taking a look at the NBA and where we stand, not much has changed since last week. We still have the Heat at the top. They are 37 and 20. Everything is very close in the Eastern Conference as we head into the All-Star break. We have the Bulls at 37 and 21, a half game back of the Heat, followed by the Cavs who are two games back from the Heat in third place, followed by the 76ers and the Bucks, both back 2.5. The Celtics back 4.5. They have been red hot, winners of eight straight, one of the hottest teams in the NBA right now. Uh, the Derek White signing uh, has really rejuvenated. I mean, I'm not saying that he's accounted for all these wins, but he really fits well within the Celtics. The Raptors, who are losers of two straight, but have still looked really well and have added some pieces before the trade deadline was over, uh, are 31 and 25, right behind the Celtics. The Nets and the Raptors um, are those two first teams, and I can't believe I'm saying the Nets. Uh, they won, but they had before this had been on an 11-game losing streak. They're 30 and 27, seven games back of the Heat. The Hornets, 29 and 29 in that ninth spot, followed by the Hawks who have lost two straight and still cannot get it together. They are 26 and 30 as we head into the All-Star break. Rounding out the bottom four or five there, we have the Wizards, Knicks, Pacers, Magic, and Pistons. And as we keep getting closer and closer uh, you know, to the All-Star break and we're seeing these phases, maybe the Wizards make a move um, into the playoffs, but for a lot of these teams, like the Knicks, the Pacers, and the Magic, Right now, as it stands, I don't see any of them really making a positive move into the playoffs. We'll see about that. A lot of NBA left, you know, about 30 games when we get into the All-Star break. Um, so I'm not saying for sure. But right now, especially with their play and, and how it's been headed um, with their trajectory, not looking like any of those bottom feeding teams are going to be making any moves into the playoffs soon. When we look into the Western Conference, we still have the Red Hot Suns. 46 and 10 winners of five straight, nine and one in their last 10, followed by the Warriors who are eight and two in their last 10. They are 4.5 games behind the Suns. The Grizzlies, 40 and 18, seven games behind them in third, followed by the Jazz who now, as I said last time, were struggling, but winners of six straight, 36 and 21. They are 10.5 games behind the Suns. The next ones will go with the Mavericks who are three games behind the Jazz and then the Nuggets who are five games behind the Jazz in the sixth seed. If the play-in started today, we would have the Minnesota Timberwolves at 30 and 27. We would have the Clippers at 28 and 30 in that eighth spot, followed by 
the Lakers and the Trailblazers, both around a half game of each other at 26 and 31. The Pelicans, Spurs, Kings, Thunder, and Rockets bottom out in that league, but the Pelicans playing 500 ball. Still a chance for them to get in and overtake the Trailblazers. I wouldn't put the Spurs out of this yet, or even the Kings. Uh, the Kings looked really good, really rejuvenated with Sabonis, but we'll see. They're really far back in first place, but they're about, you know, five uh, games behind the last playing spot. And the Thunder and Rockets, the Rockets, losers of five straight, and uh, the Thunder's actually got one. They're at bottom, second to last in that conference. But those two teams don't look like they'll be making moves anytime soon. When it comes to stats, it's still Joel Embiid, 29.5 points per game, followed by LeBron James at 29, and Giannis Akatempo at 29 as well. Rebounds per game, it's Rudy Gobert, 15.1, and Nikola Jokic with 13.7, followed by Clint Compella at 12.2 rebounds per game. And when it comes to assists, it's our main man, Chris Paul, 10.7 assists. Can't believe he's still doing it at this age. Uh, somebody said the other day, and he's been in the league since like 2000 and, what, 2000, 2003? James Harden uh, is right behind him now with the 76ers. He is at 10.2 assists per game, and then Trey Young behind James Harden at 9.5. When it comes to three-pointers made, Stephon Curry still leading there with 242. Second closest is Fred Van Vliet at 197. And when it comes to blocks per games, we're still looking at Miles Turner with 2.8, and the injured Rudy Gobert still sitting there at 2.3. To finish it out, steals per game, DeJounte Murray at 2.1 and Gary Trent Jr. right behind him at 1.9. When I take a look at the injury list, well, not a lot of new stuff. We still have uh, John Collins out. Um, ben Simmons still not playing. Kyrie Irving, again, ineligible to play at home. Kevin Durant is going to be out until the All-Star break. We have been hearing things that Joe Harris might get some more surgery and be out for the entire year. Now, remember last year, he was really good for the Nets. We'll see what they can do without him. Hopefully, that Seth Curry spot uh, rejuvenates them, and um, when KD comes back, they can make a push deeper into the playoffs. Gordon Hayward, also a guy that might be out for a while, and that's concerning because he's been out now, I think the last three seasons with major injuries that have kept him out a long period of time. We'll see how they do without him for the long part. Alex Caruso um, underwent another surgery to address his fractured right wrist. He'll be out indefinitely, and Lori Markinen Another player who still is battling that ankle won't be playing anytime soon. And that's all. Uh, we did have a couple of players that may be making their way back into the NBA. Keep up a lookout for OJ Mayo. Uh, he's been suspended for a while and he, because of the league substance abuse. And a guy that just got reinstated was Tyreek Evans, who hasn't played in the league in a couple of years. Last year, I believe... Uh, the last time he played was with the Pacers or the Cleveland Cavs, one of the two. Um, he has just been reinstated, so he will get a chance to go back, which is now pumping up people thinking, hey, is O.J. Mayo going to make a return? I'm not sure where O.J. Mayo has been, but not going to rule it out. Um, we'll see who goes after Tyreek Evans. No word as of yet. Your rookie of the year leader is still... Mobley with the Cleveland Cavs and a couple quick notes here Jared Allen um, replacing James Harden 
in the NBA All-Star Game. That was just announced today. We're also supposed to get some news that Gobert probably won't be playing in the All-Star Game. Um, I'm pretty sure they have to have somebody come in on that one. We'll, we'll get more news on that and deliver it on our next pod. So, with that being said, we finished up with the NBA. Now, let's finish up with our last segment of the day. Let's go check up the NFL all day. So we talked earlier about the Pro Bowl drop that happened last Friday, but this week was pretty big. It was the Super Bowl. Rams and Bengals will get to the game in a minute. But first, let's talk about uh, the Super Bowl experience in LA this year. And NFL All Day did not hold back. So we saw tons of marketing with NFL players, much more than we saw in the beginning with NBA Top Shot when it comes to named players. We saw uh, a booth set up in the NFL Experience Zone, I believe, at the Super Bowl in Los Angeles. They had a big spot and there was a lot of stuff out and there were a lot of players coming in and out of their booth. They had multiple players there signing autographs all week long, tweeting. We even saw some of them opening up packs. It was pretty cool interacting with fans and it was a good sign, a very good sign for NFL All Day. Already getting in with big players. And when I'm talking about big players, I'm talking about Debo Samuel, who was there for about four hours signing autographs. Um, I saw some of them had like NFL All Day on them and he was just signing them off, giving them away to kids, adults, whatever. I, I believe he opened up a pack, but he was also kind of in control of their Twitter for a little bit, it seemed like. So he was, you know, sending out a tweet. Pretty cool to see somebody, you know, coming off that loss just a week prior out at the Super Bowl and then we saw Keenan Allen and Keenan Allen I recall seeing on the Twitter opening up multiple packs it was it was funny because it, you could tell that he didn't know how to you know, open the packs which is fine that's great but it was cool because a fan of NFL all day was teaching him along the way and he was very interactive with the fans and I was just impressed NFL all day was all over the Pro Bowl um, with marketing and then we saw it during the Super Bowl like the week up to the Super Bowl we saw you know this NFL experience exhibit and them in there with you know multiple players I'm not even mentioning uh, some of them but then also during the week we just saw interactions from certain players like DJ Reed uh, who was shouting it out to anybody who owned a moment of his and saying hey where are the people you know that own my moment and you know I took the time to reply some other people took the time to reply he wasn't getting back to all of them but it was cool you know it was cool seeing that the NFL players have been informed what they are making little chats or you know liking somebody's post that had their moment that's a good sign you know and it's early so both of those things are great um I just think there's a lot of hype around NFL all day and good hype and when you're seeing players interact and to me it seems a little more authentic than when we saw NBA Top Shot uh, start out. I just think these guys are interested in it too. You know, they have um, uh, Cameron Jordan. He's a big guy. He was talking uh, in NFT. He was talking to uh, some of the NFL guys earlier this week, and they put that out on Twitter where they were just breaking down, you know, what's an NFT, what is Top Shot going to do, or not Top Shot, but what is NFL All Day going to do? And it was just cool to see um, them have a player who knew a lot about crypto, and I may have covered this in the emergency pod, 
but you know cameron jordan knows about crypto and nfts um i know another guy that knows about him is like von miller uh i know aaron donald is another player that knows about him so those guys all know what this concept is is and, and what's coming that's a really good sign i think that means you know earlier player integration um and we'll see the market's not open yet in nfl all day but the signs of what's to come i think are very good now i'm just speculating but just to see the knowledge of some of these players in the space and them interacting with the space is a good sign so let's talk about the game itself and for me wasn't a big fan to be honest it to me it was kind of a sloppy game a little slow uh if you're a Bengals fan you really didn't like the game obviously if you're one of the 10 LA Rams fans, then you loved it. I'm kidding, I'm sure they have a lot, but you could tell in that stadium. And from what I've heard, that it was about, you know, 60, 30, or that's 90% Kai. Math isn't my specialty, let's just say that. But uh, you could tell that it was, you know, 65, 35 uh, Bengals fans. But as the game went on, it seemed to kind of take a shift the other way. I, I feel like there was a lot of like mid, middle fans there who are just kind of rooting for the game in general and then there were you know the corporate people that go to the Super Bowl you know are more excited about the halftime show which was great um, and anybody who's talking about the old halftime shows and guys tell your parents it's time for Millennials and Gen Xers I think Gen Xers have probably been waiting longer than Millennials but let us have a say in some things I'm, I'm tired of seeing you know like, Hootie and the Blowfish they was like, oh, you got Beyonce. No, but we haven't seen any of this rap stuff. And I grew up with this. So it was great to see, you know, 50 Cent, Eminem, all those guys. I thought it was a great performance. I'm not going to talk much about that. But uh, it was cool to see Kendrick and all, you know, Dr. Dre uh, playing all the, the old school hits. Um, it was just a really good show. It gave you kind of those chills. You're like, remember when that was cool? And I mean, it still is, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I used to bump those on my, you know, Soul Republic headphones. I don't even know if they make those anymore. But... Back to the game. Uh, it started out, you know, first couple of possessions, the Bengals defense actually was holding pretty good. But then they went for it real early when the score was 0-0 for fourth down and one. They didn't get it. This set up like half of a field for the LA Rams. And LA seemed to be kind of airing things out early. Um, you know, they got stopped, but their passing game wasn't, you know, in these first quarter just dead. And then it really took off right there. You saw them start hitting, you know, OBJ, Cooper Cup. Two plays later, after they gave up that fourth and one, you, or three plays later, you saw a touchdown throw to OBJ. Boom, seven nothing. Then the Bengals, again, trying to go downfield. Um, they kick a field goal, seven three. And then the Rams score right before the end of the half. That goes to Cooper Cup, who scored two touchdowns. Uh, put him up. Well, should have been 14 to three, but an actual missed extra point uh, by Gay. 13-3 going into the half, but then you have their halftime right after the show. You have the Bengals come out. They go to T. Higgins. T. Higgins gets away with an offensive passing interference where it looked like he also got the face mask. The refs didn't see it. Goes for a deep touchdown, and then everybody's wow. Here come these Bengals. The comeback Bengals. 13-10, and then right after that, a pick of Stafford, and then you see a touchdown uh, thrown by Burrow to Jamar Chase, 17-13.
uh, at that point, I'm thinking, okay, you know, here we go again. Uh, the Bengals would get one more interception. They would put together a field goal drive. But to be honest, after those two touchdown plays, the Bengals offense kind of sputtered. You saw the line crumble. You saw LA start getting out the line. You saw it a little bit in the first half, but you really saw it in the second half. Aaron Donald cannot be stopped in the second half, and he is predominantly a player who gets better and better, very much like uh, Adrian Peterson, who gets better and better as the game goes on, and he did. He played ridiculous, and he was a big reason why the Rams turned things around. Cooper Cup gets a pass again from Matthew Stafford to the end zone. This would sure up that Cooper Cup was our um, MVP. It could have been Aaron Donald, honestly. Um, I think they're just giving it to Cup. Again, phenomenal season uh, that he's had. And, I mean, touchdowns, we, we most likely always will remember touchdowns over defensive plays. But Aaron Donald was a beast, so I'm not taking away anything from him. So... The Bengals had another try late in the game because the Rams were up 23 to 20. The Bengals on a uh, third and one with about one minute left to go. They tried running the ball and they went to their backup running back. Mixon was like nowhere to be found, which was very odd. A lot of Rams fans, I can feel them just, it's just like that thing, right? If you're a Vikings fan, if you're a, Ra um, if you're a Bengals fan, those weird plays that just come out of nowhere and you're like, what? What? Why would Why would you do that? Um, it's Perrine or something like that. I don't even know his last name because I was like, who is that guy out in the field? Uh, they try to hand it to him. He gets stopped by Aaron Donald. Another big play by him. Uh, and then right after that, fourth and one, instead of going for another handoff or having Joe Mixon in the game, no. It looks like they had a design play to get out into the flats to Perrine. But guess what? Aaron Donald's there smacks the crap out of uh, Burrow. He tries to get it away. It doesn't get close. And there you have it. Bengals took it away. Uh, Joe Burrow, weird stat here, was sacked 19 times during the playoffs. Uh, it's incredible that they even got this far. But they, they couldn't stop Aaron Donald. They couldn't stop anybody with their offensive line. It's something that the Bengals are going to need to look into uh, to protect Burrow. Burrow got hurt in the third quarter, late third quarter, uh, when he got kind of rolled up on by two defenders, kind of like a pancake right there between Aaron Donald and the other end uh, for the Rams. But then at the same time, it was a lot of, where was Joe Mixon? Why wasn't Joe Mixon in there on fourth and one? So it, it was very frustrating. It was very confusing for me. Uh, I'm sure it was very confusing for Bagels fans. And yeah, so that was the game. 23-20, the Rams take the Super Bowl. Um, Sean McVay actually has maybe been thinking about retirement for a little bit. He, he says he wants to start a family. I don't believe he will. A lot of people in the media are probably taking that talking point for a while to talk about uh, Sean McVay. It's a, it's, it seems like a filler to me. I, I doubt he is. He's so young. I, he's not even married yet. I know he wants to get married, but people have jobs all the time and get married and have kids, you know? Um, so we'll see. Uh, Aaron Donald, another player that they talked about uh, right before the game. He had talked to, I believe, I'm forgetting his name, uh, with, he's a reporter with NBC, I always forget his name from the Patriots. It was reported that he, if he had won the Super Bowl, might be looking at uh, retiring. And so, right after the game, the reporters were talking to him on the field, he was kind of taking it all in, and he said he's going to give it a couple weeks, 
to think it over. So he wasn't sure with anything there. But I, I, I'm just going to say it. You know, when that report's out before the game, uh, and, it, and not a lot of people know it, but then you know, somebody says it and he doesn't deny that or anything, to me, that, that shows that he is looking. And there are many reasons that NFL players, you know, want to stop after, you know, after a while. You know, it takes a big toll on their body. Some of those guys are starting to recognize it. You know, in the years past, we've seen other NFL players uh, retire early just because the game takes such a toll on their body. Some of them don't want to have that toll weigh on them for so much, you know, of their life later on. Um, so we'll see. Uh, another thing that happened right there uh, in, I believe it was the third or second quarter, one of those two, OBJ went down with a non-contact injury. Not looking good. And then we got reports today that it was indeed a torn ACL. That is his second. And I want to shout out D in Cleveland because he actually told me, bro, that's just not his second. That's his second against the Bengals. So I don't know what's up with that. Every time you play in the Bengals, OBJ, and that's and that's hard for OBJ, who's turning 30 soon. Uh, another ACL that a guy like him, his athleticism, it can impact all those things. I would imagine we'll see him back. I think though this will, may help LA Rams. You know, maybe he takes next season off, but maybe LA Rams it helps their cap situation. Maybe it helps. Um, OBJ and the Rams come to a contract agreement because he does have that second um, ACL tear. So we'll see how far we get with that news. Any other things that I had to talk about the game when I look at my list here? Not much. I was uh, a little side note. I was weirded out that the Bengals never went for any screenplays. The Rams, if you looked at the numbers uh, against the screen, were not good this year. Really was wondering why they never did. With all the pressure that they sent, um, and we'll never know. You know, it was a weirdly coached game, in my opinion, by Sean McVay. Uh, I know he had uh, OBJ down in the end, so it did switch some things up. I know Stafford missed some throws, but he also threw some incredible throws. If you want to see a really good one, check out my Twitter at AroundTheDapperSports.com. And we'll see how Joe Burrow is. Um, to me, I, I'm not a doctor. It didn't look like an ACL because he was like moving so well on it later. Maybe it's just a sprain of his knee, MCL sprain, something like that. But I'm sure he will be back next year and ready to go for the start of the season. So, your Rams are NFL champions. So, when it comes to next week's Super Bowl, what moments do you want to look out for? Well, again, go to my Twitter around the dapper sports pod dot com don't have a website yet around the dapper sports um on twitter and you'll see that stafford no look pass where he gets you know two Bengals defenders to bite on where they think the ball is going and then he keeps his eyes there and throws it over the middle to cooper cup that was on third down very good pass by stafford very big pass by stafford at that moment donald aaron donald game-winning pressure stop on third um, you know, he had that one moment on the sidelines where Burrow wasn't out. He pushed Burrow down. Aaron Donald's a big guy. Burrow went flying. Cincinnati Bengals got mad. That's a play that could be, to me, it would make sense to see Donald have a melt of moments. He had so many big, impactful plays. He really was the, you know, the caliber um, defender, getting that team anchored on defense and revving them up, you know, to finish out the game. Uh, you might also see OBJ's TD uh, from Stafford across the middle into the, I think, like the right corner of the end zone. 
And then, again, Cooper Cup, MVP. He had two touchdowns for 92 yards. That's another player that I could see having a melt, um, of maybe a legendary moment uh, of some sorts like that. When it comes to the Cincinnati Bengals, the two interceptions that they got off of Stafford, I'm sure those could be moments that you could look out for. Also, Jamar Chase's TD. Maybe even the the play where the Bengals got away with um, offensive passing interference. That was a very controversial play, and there were so many Rams fans that thought that was going to be the deciding factor. That's also why I thought the officiating this game was okay, because there was a really egregious play on one end, but then there were other plays down the stretch that seemed like it evened it out a little bit. And you can say the refs carried the, uh, the Rams to the end zone. I mean, Cooper Cup did get passing interference against him. He got hit very hard um, where, you know, he was out of bounds, but still they, you know, they called it uh, passing interference and then it gave him first and goal. It would have been first and 14. There were a couple plays like that down the stretch that gave the Rams multiple opportunities to um, drive home the game-winning score and win the Super Bowl. So those are the plays to look out for. There's not a lot of news, um, but I do want to hear your pick. So again, next year, I want to know who you guys think is going to win the Super Bowl. I want to know what two teams you have in the Super Bowl. And if anyone is listening and contacts me about this and if, you know, hits me up in my emails around the Dapper Sports Pod at gmail.com or hits me up in my DMs around the Dapper Sports Pod on Twitter. Let me know what teams you think are going to be in the championship next year. I'm going to say if you get one of the teams, I'm going to send you a top shot. Let's go top shot silver FE moment. I will record it and we'll just wait till next year because I'm not stopping, guys. You've seen me post it on Twitter. All right. You see me after every NBA Top Shot drop. I'm not stopping. You know it and I know it. And it is like almost midnight. And I'm tired. And kind of wired. I ain't stopping. <laughs> but um, also, but if you get two of them, guess what? I'll send you an NFL All Day moment when we're allowed to do that. I'll write it down. Maybe I'll even send you a contract. I'll write it in blood. I don't know. But I'll make that happen. Because I'm not stopping. And I want your support. So, let me know who you think will be in the Super Bowl next year. And when it comes back down to that next year, you get both of them, I'll send you an NFL all day moment. You get one of them, I'll send you a silver FE moment. Okay, that's cool. Hopefully somebody you know, picks up on that because I'm a man of my word, I promise. All right, so what to look for in the off season. Again, we're gonna be covering you know, Rookie Watch. We got all the awards stuff out of the way uh, in that emergency pod. Rodgers won MVP, Jamar Chase was Offensive uh, Rookie of the Year, Makai Parsons, Defensive Player of the Year, and again, Cooper Cup, Super Bowl MVP. We'll be keeping track of the Aaron Donald retirement. We'll also be keeping track of OBJ and his ACL, you know, Sean McVay, and there are some rumors that Tom Brady might not be completely done. So we'll keep you all in front of that. We'll cover the draft. I still want to cover all of the different type of plays that are in NFL all day, so there is a lot to do. And again, I know sometimes my pot can be this way and that way and this way and that way, but that's, you know, repetitions. We'll be getting it down. Um, I'll be having more set schedule. I'm just glad that you are following right now. So thank you to uh, everyone listening. 
Really appreciate it. And right before we end this NFL All Day segment, it was reported just earlier that Carson Wentz and the Colts are pretty much mutual, that they'll be splitting their ways. Also, just across the bottom, Eric Weddle, who we all thought uh, he will be retiring after that Super Bowl victory. So, so. All right, you heard the gong. You know what that means. No, you probably don't because I've never done that before. But I got some breaking news right before I was about to post this, so I had to go back into this dang closet. <sighs> you know, I got to coordinate better with NFL All Day and NBA Top Shot to keep doing this to me. Um, just some news real quick to end the show tomorrow. Um, there'll be some of you who wanting to join beta on NFL all day, check your email inbox because some of you are going to get invites. Again, check your email. Some of you going to get invites for guess what? The Super Bowl pack. Yeah, there's going to be a standard and a premium. So tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern for $59, the standard Super Bowl pack drop. Again, that's the standard pack tomorrow. That's Wednesday the 16th i believe yeah wednesday the 16th the standard pack drop for 59 dollars and that is at 4 p.m eastern now on friday the premium super bowl drop 259 dollars go check out uh my twitter or check out nfl all day uh their twitter there's no time yet uh for that drop but it will be 259 dollars for the premium so just to recap check your emails if you haven't been invited to close the beta yet at nfl all day tomorrow which is wednesday the 16th 59 dollars at 4 p.m eastern that's the standard backdrop and friday the premium pack drop for 259 dollars check my twitter or nfl all day's twitter uh for the time and that's to be determined all right so go get your packs and now we'll, we'll close up the show. I, I gotta get out of this closet. Uh, I gotta get some water. Anybody got some water? I just wanted to come out real quick and share with you that, you know, right as I was finishing this up last night, NBA Top Shot put out that they have another pack release this week. And uh, it's gonna be focused as the NBA All-Star Game. And it's gonna have seven new Rising Star moments in it and uh, a couple of really iconic moments from the NBA All-Star game. Uh, if you remember, so Vince Carter's dunk is gonna be one that you could get. Um, you can get Jeff Hornacek winning the three-point contest, the dish from KG to Tim Duncan when they're on the same team in the All-Star game. There's a really cool like behind the back assist to Allen Iverson. Um, so really cool moments. I know there's an Alonzo Mourning moment and then again yeah i think the big one like the vince carter dunk that he did in 2000 it's memorable if you haven't seen it yet go check it out but yeah so um these are going to be dropping very similar system to the rising stars pack so if you listen to my uh guesses earlier in this pod you're going to find out that i kind of was right kind of was off though they mixed in some classics uh, with the second batch of Rising Stars. So, gonna be two pack drops, standard, and then elite pack, uh, standard getting four base, mo or four moments, elite getting five 
And yeah, a great pack. And if you own any of the um, these sets, you're also gonna get some airdrops. So, for example, if you own a base set one, base set two, Seeing Stars, Archive set, or the Vintage Vibes, you're gonna get one of those packs airdropped to you. That's gonna be $19.99 for that pack. And then we'll just go into the Elite pack real quick. Um, that's gonna be a moment, or pack with five moments in there. And you're gonna have, you know, the same moments as the standard pack, uh, more chances to buy. Uh, there'll be 18,500 and those will all come at $49 a pack. Um, so same moments I just went over and this is gonna be happening tomorrow on Thursday. So if you haven't yet, go check out NBA Top Shot. Uh, Twitter they have more up on it um, if you have you know a holder of MGLE uh, MGLE series 2 rising stars 2021 all-star game run it back or run it back 2005 2006 you will also be getting a pack airdropped and that snapshot was taken on February 15th now if you want all the collector score stuff and how that breaks down go check it out um, it's very similar to, and, and we'll talk about it uh, later on this pod, but very similar to the first Rising Star pack. So, another pack moment coming. I know people are like, stop flooding the market. There's one thing I've learned is every time we think about them flooding the market, it usually means that they have a plan. And I've seen it work about twice now. So, I'm kind of off the stop flooding the market because every time it seems to flood, there's then another batch of people that just kind of come along and that's how it's supposed to work um we want to get more people and we want to get run seekers out you know the people that might be like oh hey i, I don't like how this is and it's like well it's gonna kind of go its own way they're gonna listen to you as well but then majority of the people that complain i feel like just are flipping which is fine that is fine that's needed in this market but pack rips and stuff you're not always going to get the best things that you want so if this isn't for you don't buy this pack you don't need to i'm gonna be there i love all these packs so, that's all I wanted to say. Thanks for letting me get back in my closet and get sweaty. I'm going to edit this in, but that's all I wanted to say about that. Enjoy the rest of the show. I believe we did it already. It is very late here in Minnesota. Um, no Timberwolves game tonight, so I could kind of do this however I wanted to. But, again, if you have any questions, have anything to say, shoot me a DM, shoot me an email. It's around the dapper sports pod on twitter email me around the dapper sports pod at gmail.com i'm gonna be like making new segments i just got this idea for a new segment called the weekly freakout because i think we all see people freaking out and i just kind of want to capture that it's fun <laughs> some people like freak out um really big and it's cool but I'm, i can also use it for entertainment you know I, obviously if it's something terrible i won't do that but so i'll be looking at segments I'll be looking at more things as we're coming. I might even go off, you know, into, you know, more UFC strike, obviously I wanna do, but into some other angles. But, you know, mainly we'll cover the NFT space, Top Shot, NFL all day. I still plan on having an interview. I'm actually looking at two people to interview right now. And in the future, I'm also looking at, you know, maybe in, in the off season, getting a battle of the moments, you know, thing going on, like a battle of 64 and then having votes go on and, and seeing what's the best Top Shot moment right now? What's the best, uh, out of this category and NFL all day or you know so on and so forth so with all that being said I am hungry I am also in this dang closet I'm also sweating my butt off I'm gonna fix that one of these days I'm gonna get some AC in here okay 
So that means it's time to go. So thank you for listening. Um, appreciate you guys checking out the pod. Remember to rate and review us. And that's all. So for everyone here, that's just me on Around the Dapper Sports Pod. I'm Kai Glintick. Thank you. And we'll see you real soon.